Alan Kring Productions, in association with the Emergent Light Studio, presents the Illinois State Collegiate Compendium, Academic Lectures in Business and Economics. This is Business Finance, FIL 240 for Spring Semester 2023. Today, bond prices and bond yield. This is the last lecture before the exam, obviously, before exam week. Uh, and the math that I'm doing here today, you will not be held for that on the midterm. There's still some qualitative uh, material and some concepts in this lecture, but the math will be held off for quizzes in the final exam after the uh, spring break. Uh, in so far as the midterm exam goes, a couple of pointers to bring up is I do have tutoring available for you uh, for problems in your Cengage and all that. And that will be on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and it's upstairs uh, on the fourth floor with uh, my TA. So if you want to use that, by all means, go ahead in there and uh, take advantage of that. Now, as far as the review, review is on Monday. This is where you create your best study guide for the exam. I begin it by telling you what I think you should know for the midterm exam, which is pretty important because I'm writing the exam and I won't beat around the bush. It'll be what I expect of you for it and get everything down there. And then once I've finished talking, I'm going to say, your questions now. And this is when you can ask me, well, is this going to be on the exam? And I, if it isn't, I'll say, no, I'm not going to ask that. Or if you say, well, can you do this calculation? Uh, again, show us, uh, I'll do that. That's your part of the uh, review, is taking ownership of your preparations. Now, the exam itself will be on Wednesday. It's the whole class time, 75 minutes. You have one note card, four by six, front and back, that you can bring with you. And the formula sheet from your resources tab in Reginet for those ratios. I don't expect you to write all those ratios down on a note card. You can just have that sheet of paper with you. And of course, you can use the calculator or you can use uh, Excel for the exam as you, as you uh, choose to for the, for the midterm exam. Come prepared for it. Uh, it. It's not horrible, but it's definitely a comprehensive of the first half of the course. As far as anything else, well, obviously, you, if uh, you have questions, you can email them to me. But reserve good questions for that review session so that everyone has a chance to know all of the information that's presented there, mine and what you ask me to show you. Seems like I'm forgetting something. I can't remember. One way or the other. Okay, so moving uh, forward here, <coughs> just a quick look at the uh, numbers for the day, uh, as we always do. And as you can see, we're having a grouchy day. Uh, the as is kind of an interesting thing. The, all the markets uh, are volatile. There's a lot of volatility in the markets, and there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, what's going on? 
And as you can see, the Dow is down the least, lowest volatility, and then the S&P is down. Interestingly, the NASDAQ is down barely more than that. So it's just kind of a little bit odd, but crude is just floating in its usual pattern here. It's staying in a band from about 79 to 72, and eventually gas prices will go down from there, but it's just odd that we haven't seen any downward pressure on gas prices yet. The gold bugs had a little bit of an exciting morning. They surged upward on some kind of news, but then that just sort of fizzled and it's just been floating from there. So there's nothing there and silver's nothing, nothing at all. Now the 10-year bond, price is up, we, I'm sorry, the yield is up, so the price is down. You got to know that and because this reports on the yield. The yield is up today, so the price is down today. And that would mean that there is selling. Yeah. Is it the price of stocks or the price of bonds? Price of bonds. The stocks, that's, that, that terminology doesn't apply there so much. But in this, they quote, see everything else quotes on prices, but bonds quote on yields, and the yields being up today means that the bond prices are down today. And that would simply mean that there is selling going on. Uh, investors are getting out of the bonds, and they're getting out of the stocks. In other words, they're getting off the grid. Here, if you look at the S&P 500 trading volume today, we're almost at the end of the day, and we have 1.5 billion shares against a normal day over the last year of 4.1 billion. So there is a lot of money staying off the playing field right now, not going anywhere. And that is because we are, the, the picture ahead is so unclear. Remember I showed you the yield curve And it's not telling us a good story. It's a scary story right now. If you look at this yield curve, as I showed you on uh, Monday, I mean starting at the six-month T-bill and then going from there on clear out to the uh, it, it, at the 20, it turns upward finally. Ignore the 30-year there. That's just weird. But, I mean, look at that. I mean, that's an inverted yield curve from hell. So that would mean a recession is coming six to nine months, six to 12 months out. But the numbers are, the actual numbers are not supporting this. We've got uh, pretty good uh, growth in income. Employment is doing a lot better than it had been. And uh, manufacturing is still cruising along. So we don't know which way it's gonna go. And that translates not just, that translates into volatility. Uncertainty, in other words, volatility is another way of measuring uncertainty. It's a physical way. And you can see that it's just we don't know which way this damn market is going to go. I wanted to show you something. I might have already shown you this to you earlier in the semester. But there's actually uh, something you could actually trade that measures volatility. The VIX, VXX. See how it's up today? That, that is literally a measure of volatility. More volatility, price of the VIX goes up. 
less volatility, the price of the VIX goes down. So, I mean, what is this telling us? It's telling us that we even have this visual evidence, quantitative evidence, that there is uncertainty in this market. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, my God, if you would read some of the back chatter from some of the uh, heavy traders that I read, I mean, they, you'd, think they're, you'd think the apocalypse was right around the corner. It's getting scary as hell out there with what some of the numbers we're seeing in the back room. But who knows? We'll see. Uh, oh, anyway, enough of that. Let me f uh, do something here. Now, uh, in, uh, Excel, uh, in your uh, resources tab, I have a bond calculations kind of thing going on. It's uh, a spreadsheet that allows you to calculate bond prices and bond yields more effectively. Now, interestingly enough, if you, I'm going to show you how to do these on the calculator, and I'm going to do some conceptual things that you might be held responsible for on the midterm, but not the math itself. But I'm going to bring it up here, and I'm going to point out that you might notice that this stupid TI-83 calculator, or an, another financial calculator similar, it actually, it's easier to do these, uh, at least at first, with the calculator than it is in the Excel. The Excel's financial functions have never been the most intuitive. Uh, hell, nothing about Excel is intuitive anymore. But you're, you're going to see that. I've set this template up. And by all means, on a quiz or an exam, you can certainly use this template. Uh, rather than the calculator, but I'll show you that in a minute. But what I'm first going to show you about this is the calculator versions of these problems of, that I'm setting up. Bond, price, if you know the yield, find the price. If you know the price, find the yield. And I'm going to do that in uh, the uh, uh, TI-83 plus financial apps first. And once I've run a problem, I'm going to show you a couple of conceptual things. But watch this. I've got a problem up here. Well, let me reduce the size of this a little bit. Okay, good. I want to keep it as big as possible for people to see. But this, the problem, the narrative is right here for a JCG 6.5% 2035 and the first one is you'll have the yield to maturity, find the price. And then in the second one, you have the price, find the yield. Like I said, there's a conceptual thing in here that you, I might expect you to be able to tell me on an exam, but watch this. Okay, get off me. Okay, there we go. Now, in the calculator, how do you do these? Okay, apps, finance, and it's back to that old TVM solver. A lot of what we do is in that TVM solver. There are a couple of things we do, like the effective rate, the balance on a loan, and later net present value and internal rate of return. But a lot of our stuff is just this plain old TVM solver. It can find everything from your car loan payments on through to bond prices and yields right here. So, 
we're going to start with this and the N. That is the term how much time is left, how many years are left, or how many periods, let me put it that way, how many periods are left on the bond. And um, in this case, there are, it's, the bond matures in 2035 minus 2023. I never trust myself to get the years right. And you say, well, duh, that's 12 years. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so now the next thing in the I percent, you put the yield. I percent is the yield to maturity. Either you know it in the problem from the problem and you put it in, or you leave it alone and you go back and fetch it. But I percent in the first problem, we say the yield to maturity is 6.75%. And you just key it in 6.75. In Excel, you're going to have to say 6.75%. 6 but now, the price value, that's what we're trying to find. Find the price of the bond, the PV. Now the payment. The payment, you'll take the coupon rate, which is 0 0.065 times 1,000. That's all you do. The coupon in do is, has to be in dollars. The coupon is stated as a percent of the face value. And so, of course, the face value is 1,000. Now, for heaven's sakes, make sure down there at the bottom that PMT thing is on end, not beginning. You'll do problems that are ordinary annuities. You'll do problems that are annuity due. Make sure that you've got the toggle on the right one for a problem. Okay, so now you've got everything in there. You go up there to the PV and you say alpha solve. And there it is, $979.88. Yeah? So for the PMT, would it always be times a thousand? Yes. Well, the face value will always be a thousand. Yes. The danger is, though, that Excel, in some problems, it'll be happy with you saying the price. In others, it, uh, in this function for the yield, it wants it on the 100. So on that one, you would have to put in the price as one-tenth, uh, the, the number as one-tenth of it. I tried to see, uh, and I think I mentioned this, I tried to see if I could do that maturity formula with just the, you know, in, on the thousand, the prices. It errors out. It has to have it on the 100, which is rather frustrating. But one way or the other. Okay, enough of that. There's your answer right there. Now, here's where we get to what I've already talked about. You might need to, you might need to know this. Do you see how the yield was above the coupon? The yield was 6.75%. What the market requires was 6.75%. But the coupon was only 6.5%. So this coupon is too low. Now you'll notice that what that means is that the bond will sell at a discount to par. You see it? $979.88 is below the par value of 1,000. So whenever the coupon is below the yield, the bond will sell at a discount to par. Again, whenever the bond yield 
yield to maturity is below the uh, coupon, the bond will sell at a discount to par. Now watch this. Suppose that the yield had been under the coupon. Let's say the yield had been 6.25%. That's less than the coupon of the bond. That's going to make investors happy because they're getting some candy. Alpha solve, sure enough, the bond is now selling at a premium to par. If the coupon is above the yield, the bond sells at a premium to par. If the coupon is above the yield, the bond sells at a premium to par. Now I want you to watch something here. We have in the second example, 6.25% for the yield. That's well below the coupon. What happens if the, if the yield gets closer to the coupon? At 6.35%, the bond goes from 1,020. Whoops. Oops. Didn't mean to do that. At 6.35%, the bond, will you quit it, go to? 6 point. Wow. Watch what happens. Alpha solve. The bond gets closer to par. If I get that coupon up to, let's say, 6.45%, which is just barely below the coupon, then the bond gets even closer to par. So in other words, as the coupon and yield are coming together, the bond's price is approaching par. Watch it the other way. Suppose that I start out with that original 6.75% to get the price. That yield is above the coupon, so it will sell, the bond will sell at a discount to par, 979.88. But now let's get that, coup that yield a little closer, 6.65 which is closer to the coupon. Alpha, solve, 987.86. It's getting closer to par. And if I get it really close, the yield really close to the coupon, let's say 6.55%, look at that. Alpha, solve. Either way, as the spread between the coupon and the yield gets smaller, the bond gets closer to par. As the spread between the yield and the coupon gets smaller, the bond approaches par. Say it one more time. As the spread between the coupon and the yield gets smaller, the bond approaches par. $1,000. That's something I could ask you on the exam. Not that I will, but since I'm wasting so much time on it, I'm not wasting time. Now let me get back up to the original 6.75% and get that uh, price. Now I'm going to do it over here on the Excel. 
Now, finding the price, if you know the yield, is actually pretty easy. It's just a PV. You just have to, and, and this, this is obviously in uh, your resources tab, so you can inspect this formula as you want to see it all. But all you do for the price, notice I always, this is best practices in Excel, lay out all of your numbers and then you just call them in your calculation by their cell reference. So in this case, in the PV, the first thing that you're going to need to do is give it the rate. Now when they're saying the rate, that is a weird way of saying yield to maturity. I don't, Excel is using a term that we don't usually use. It says that's your required rate. That's just the yield on the stupid bond. So the first thing it's going to want is your required rate. Now I'm going to put in the required rate divided by the number of payments a year, which is one. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But in other words, the rate is going to be the yield to maturity divided by the number of coupons a year. In our case, we're saying it's one. In reality, it's two. They divide it up. I'll show you that in a minute. But the next thing you're going to need is a number of periods, which would be the term times the number of payments a year. So it's 12 times 1. The next thing you're going to do is come, come over here, your payments, which would be the coupon times 1,000 divided by the number of payments, how many times it's divided up. In reality, bonds pay twice a year. You get half of it every six months. But going on, so in other words, this one, the rate, the payments are going to be the coupon as a percent times the face value. And then you divide by the number of coupons. For us right now, it's just one. And then you come over here to B3 and uh, to... Uh, the future value, which is 1,000, the face value. Now I put a zero in there, you don't have to put that in. That's just if you're counting it as a 360 day year or a 365 day year. You don't have to put in that last one, I just put it in there for shots and giggles. And then you hit enter. And there you go. Same answer you got before. Okay. It's not really that hard, and you've got this template that you can rely on. In reality, the coupon is going to be paid twice a year in two installments. I'll show you how that you do that on the calculator. Now, on a quiz or an exam, I'd I will make it so that you'll get credit for it if you use annual or semi-annual coupon payments. You'll notice that it's really not that much different. Watch what happens if you divide the coupon into 12 times 2 twice a year, and that would mean you'd have to take the yield to maturity and divide it by 2 on each compounding. And your payments you would get half of them each every six months. So you divide the payments by two. 
Now watch how little it changes the answer. The original answer was 979.88 alpha solve 979.66. It's really immaterial. It gets a little bit more noticeable when you get certain things uh, happen. But watch over here. Now in the Excel, all I have to do is change the number of payments a year to two. Once you've got it set up, that's where the beauty of Excel comes in, is once you've got it set up, you just change a number and it fixes everything for you if you set your formula up right. It's up to you which way you want to do it. Let me get it back to the normal one up here. Put it back to 12. Put it back to 6.75. And then the payments back to the 65 once a year instead of get that right. Okay, so now the next problem. In the next problem, we have AMF 5.65% 2032. And this time we have the price. 1045 so it's selling at a premium to par okay so now and we can go back into Excel in this case 2032 is uh, 10 years this time we don't know, know the yield leave it alone if there's a number in there don't bother it now the price value here in this case is remember PV is always negative negative 1045 and the payments here are 0 0.0565 times a thousand face value still a thousand this time we're going up we calculate the yield to maturity we put it on the I percent alpha salt the yield to maturity is 5.06%. Now, it's important for you to notice something here. This bond was obviously selling at a premium to par. That means the coupon was better than the market wanted. And sure enough, the market wanted only 5.07%. Now I'm gonna do it over here now this one is a true pain in the butt. And this is Excel not really doing financial functions in a logical way. You have to use a formula called the yield, which makes sense. But they want you to tell the date that you bought the bond. Now the way we do it so that it's simple is it was due in 2032 so we take today the same day today for the settlement the day you buy it and then for the maturity you put that the number in 2032 the same day that's a pain in the butt because it complicates things and you have to put those in the date format in 2 slash 27 slash 22 for the settlement today when you bought it, and 2 slash 27 slash 32 exactly 10 years later when it matures. 
That's the part that can catch you. Just look at the sheet and you'll get the hang of it after a while, after a while. Now the rate, again, they expect you to tell them the required rate of return on the bond. Or, I'm sorry, the coupon, not required. This is the coupon rate. It's 5.65%. Now here's where it gets a pain in the ass. How much do you get back? They want that on the 100. In the calculator, in real life, you get back 1,000. But they want the quote. So we put in, instead of 1,000, we put in 100. And just for simplicity, we say the coupons come once a year. And then the price, you have to put that in on the 100. It will not let you put it in as it really would happen when you pay it. You have to put it in on the 100. So $1,045 on the 100, that's $104.50. And then we go down here, the yield. The first thing you're going to put in is the settlement date, when you bought it. That's the first sell entry. Then the second number you put in is when it matures. That would be the second entry. Whoops, I didn't mean to do that. That was a big mistake. Undo. Okay. Okay. Now, then the next one you're going to put in is the rate. This will be the coupon divided by the number of coupons per year. In this case, for simplicity, one. And then you're going to put in the price. Now this is a weird one too because it's a present value so you should put it in as a negative but you don't. You just put it in as that cell entry right there, E7. I'm sorry, E8. And then it's going to want you to tell how much you get back. A hundred on the hundred. And then finally, God, this is a lot like work. How many periods per year? That's that right there. You got it. Now once you get the hang of it, a little pointer here is that when you say, I know Excel on a resume, a, a higher, the, the people who hire you would assume that you can you can do this. This would be for, just a, a formula, an Excel formula. Oh, you can do Excel formulas. So make sure that when you say, by the time you say Excel is one of your skill sets, you know how to do what I did, did here. You might not do it any better. Sometimes I make mistakes, obviously, but you understand how to do this. That's what they mean when they say we need Excel skills. And that's what you mean when you say I have Excel skills. <sighs> that's a lot like work right there. But uh, the bottom line is though that this is the Excel version. Now over here in the, uh, it turned off on me again. Yeah, 
Again, you notice, do you notice that these, the calculator is actually more straightforward in a lot of ways? It's not this painful setup and making sure you have all the, the actual formula has all the right parameters from the different locations of the inputs and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do that. In the calculator, you just crank it out and there it is. But that's what I, I again though, all for the exam, you don't need to know this. On the quizzes and final exam, you will. But what you will need to understand is the relationship between coupon and yield and how those affect the price. That you will need to know, which I said a while, just a little bit ago. Make sure you understand that. And if you need to, you could actually put in some numbers and see what comes out. Try different numbers on the yield compared to the coupon and see what happens to the price. If that, you know, otherwise, you can just memorize the relationship, as I said a few a little while ago. Now that's a lot of stress, and for, for right now, you need to turn your stress uh, your stress co uh, capability over to a quiz because it's quiz time. Other than that. That's all I have for you today. I thank you.